Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Robbie Motter, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where I bring you dynamic speakers from all over the country. Today, our speaker is Lori Brown-Worth, and she is from Colorado, and she is the author of a book called Papa's with Ponytails. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She retired in 2018 from the University of Wyoming to write her memoir. Lori had her two-year-old son stolen and taken to Iran during the infamous Iranian hostage crisis in 1980 and later worked with Nicaraguan refugees in Costa Rica. At a later point of her despair in her life, she turned to drugs and alcohol for solace. She soon discovered recovery and went on to fulfill lifelong goals, to work with teenagers, helping them to prepare for college, and eventually aid in the return of her longtime son. The book details this event and discusses her journey from a shy, insecure young girl in an abusive relationship to the strong, confident, and caring woman she is today. Due to allegations of abuse in the book, she wrote her autobiography, Papas with Ponytails, under the pen name Alexandra Flowers. Today, she's going to share some information about her story and tell us what prompted her to write her autobiography, also how she coped with the loss of her child, and so much more. Uh, Also, you'll be able to learn more about her book, Papas with Ponytails, at www.papaswithponytails.com. So I want to welcome you, Lori, to Diva Strategies for Success. How are you today? Well, thank you, Robbie. It's great to be here, and I really appreciate this opportunity to speak with the the listeners of Diva Strategies and, and share a little bit more about my book and my life journey. So thank you for having me. Well, it's a thrill for us. I want to know what prompted you to write your autobiography. Well, I know that it's really difficult for people to usually write down all the things that happen in their life. Everybody has a book in them. And all my life, people told me that I needed to write my book. Fortunately for me, I do enjoy writing. And I just got to the point in my life where I knew it was time, and I just started writing. I like I said, I'd been told for years by everyone in my family that I needed to write a book, and I just got to the point in my life where I was ready, and I sat down and wrote it. Oh, that's good. So um, why did you – I noticed that uh, you mentioned about the pen name. So why did you have to use the pen name rather than using your own name? That's a, a really good point. That was something that I actually fought with my publisher about for like three months because I – because of allegations of abuse in the book, they didn't want me to use any real names. And I, I, I resisted it, but I did understand that there was a risk of, of libel using any real names. And 
eventually I decided that I would rather change my story. I mean, I would rather change my name than my story. I did not want to change the story. They, my, the publisher said I could take out all the abuse. Well, that's part of the story. That's a huge part of the story. So rather than change the story, I changed the name. I like I the name. So the, I know that there's some meaning to it. So tell us what the name, the pen name means. There, there is. Uh, Alexandra Flowers is the name that I chose uh, after much consideration. And the Alexandra butterfly is the world's largest butterfly, according to Google. And so because I feel like I evolved in my own life and changed so much throughout my life, I could really relate to the butterfly, so I selected Alexandra, and I picked the name Flowers because, well, who doesn't love flowers? That's so true. Alexandra they're they're beautiful, and a new life and beautiful flowers, it sounds great to me. Um, and renewal me every year. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me the meaning behind the title? And Explain a little bit about the cover, because we're on radio, so people can't really see the cover. It is on the the site that we described the show, but tell them a little bit about the how you decided on the cover. Oh, I'm happy to do that, Robbie. Um, Papas with Ponytails, years before I ever wrote the book, I knew just instinctively that I was someday going to write my book and call it Papas with Ponytails. Now, I did grow up as a teenager in the 70s, and I really liked men with long hair, and a lot of men in my life have long hair, which they always put in ponytails. And papas, that's what I called my dad, and a lot of people um, call their grandfathers papas. So papas with ponytails was just the, the name that I chose. The picture on the cover actually shows uh, an androgynous person with a ponytail and a small child walking away around the earth. And the earth kind of represents a uh, life journey. Some of the significance on my book are that because I worked with teenagers for many years, one of my former students actually drew the, the people that are walking in my book. Um, my daughter put together the earth that is, that they're walking around. Three countries are highlighted in the book. One is the United States, because that's where I grew up. Iran, or Iran, people say in the U.S., is highlighted because much of the book has to do with my experiences there. And also, at one point in my life, I had the opportunity to work with Nicaraguan refugees and lived in Costa Rica for four years, so that country is highlighted as well. And there's also a lion on the book on the on the cover that has great significance because of prophetic dreams that I had, but you have to read the book to find out what the lions mean. And then, of course, I have flowers and butterflies on the cover. Yeah, and the colors are re- very nice, also. That that Thank you chose for the book, they just they're, they they really look good together. Um, I can't imagine losing a child. So how did you cope with the loss of your child? And share some of that story. Share, you know, losing your child is, is a horrible experience. And I don't want to give away everything in the book, but I will say that when I was nine months pregnant with my daughter, my Iranian husband, who I had just recently divorced, stole my two-year-old and left the country. It was 
a horrible experience. The book goes into, you know, the abduction and, and my later, when my daughter was three months old, I went to Iran to try and get him back. The book talks about that experience, but then it goes on. I actually ended up not getting him. I was unable to return with him for various reasons. And learning to cope with life, you know, losing this child that meant everything in the world to me was, was devastating. And I, I won't go into, you know, a lot of the details in this short radio show, but learning to cope with life is really hard. And eventually I ended up turning to drugs and alcohol as coping mechanisms because I, I didn't know how else to survive. And at a, you know, you can all imagine what the drugs and alcohol did. The chemicals don't work for, they can cover up your pain for a little while, but they really don't help you work through it. So I ended up finding recovery and recovery was really a turning point in my life because I learned how to deal with life without having to cover up with drugs and alcohol, cover up my emotions and my feelings. And going on from there, of course, I needed a God in my life. I, you know, I learned so much about myself after I, I got into recovery. Uh, there's a lot of pain in my book, but there's also a lot of growth and healing and joy even that that makes it good and and then you you actually after you recovered you started working a lot with youth right i did and i loved working with teenagers i worked with in a program they're called trio programs many people across the nation have probably heard about the different programs the one that I was in was called Upward Bound, and we worked with high school students, preparing them for college. And I, I just love teenagers, and I get along really well with teenagers. It's kind of cute. I heard a survey one time where people asked their audience if they would prefer being with a group of zombies or a group of teenagers, and like 90% picked the zombies. And I had to laugh <laughs> because... Teenagers are really frightening to a lot of people, but I love teenagers, and I always got along really well with them. So I'm really grateful that I had that opportunity to work with the teenagers for so many years. And I'm sure you helped change a lot of lives with, you know, with your compassion for them. So that was great. Thank you. you know, Did you ever get having you... A... I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. I was just going to say having a mentor in your life is really important, and it, I treasure the fact that many of my former students consider me a mentor still. That really means a lot. That's great. Did you ever get your son back? And how, if you did, how, you know, tell us a little bit about that journey. That is a, you know, getting my son back, of course, was one of my lifelong dreams. I mean, I always believed that someday, somehow, I would get him back. And the book does talk about how I helped him with very dangerous attempts to escape from Iran. And as an adult, I did get him back. An interesting dream that I have had that I talk about a little bit in the book is I dreamt about him a lot. And in my dreams, I would visit with my little boy talk to him, embrace him, 
And at one point, after many years, my little boy walked out of my dream and a grown man walked in. And that was my son. Wow. And so he was a wow. grown man before I got to see him again. Well, that was great. I'm sure the homecoming for both of you was remarkable. It was. In fact, the Denver News heard about it, and they were there, <laughs> and they filmed it. Well, that that was great. Um, so tell us, tell me some of some of your lifelong dreams that you've been able to accomplish. Well, of course, the first one was getting my son back. Uh, you know, there was a lot of heartache involved in in believing that someday I would be reunited with him, and you know, it did happen after many many years. Um, one of the things that I had always wanted to do was to go to college. I graduated high school from a very, in a very small town where I didn't even hear about college until after I'd already graduated. So going to college was always a dream of mine. And after I got into recovery as an adult, I actually managed to go back to college and I ended up getting two degrees and it was just an amazing accomplishment for me. One that lifelong dream and of course I, I still have a, a, a dream to own a beach house and that hasn't happened yet but I'm holding on to that dream but of course one of the greatest accomplishments for me as far as fulfilling lifelong dreams was writing this book getting my pain and my joy down on paper and being able to share with did, others how long did it take you to write your book well, as you said in the introduction, I did retire in 2018 uh, from a full-time job where I was definitely a workaholic, so I was accustomed to putting in long hours. And once I actually retired in about the middle of uh, 2018 and started to write full-time, I managed to complete my book in less than a year. But I did just publish it in last October, 2019. What do you uh, what do you hope readers will take away from your book? You know, I I feel like I really wrote the book so that I could help other people, and I think the the greatest thing that I hope that people will get from my book is inspiration and hope. You know, I want people to be inspired by what I've written. I want people to to see themselves in a lot of the situations that I went through and give them hope that they can overcome pain and loss and other obstacles in their lives if they just don't give up. I'd like people to see that we can change things about ourselves that we don't like, and also the power of positivity, positive thinking. My my blood type is be positive, and I've made that my motto. And so I think the thing I hope people get the most out of the book is inspiration and hope for themselves. I remember um, also you're a great speaker, and I remember in one of the talks I heard you speak that you were someplace where you had machine guns. Where was that? Yes. I One time I I actually have had a machine gun pointed at me in three different countries. One, wow. well, when I was in Iran, when I went to get my son to try and find my son, that was during the hostage crisis. People may remember the movie Argo with Ben Affleck, and that was about when when the Iranian or the U.S. embassy in Iran was taken over by the country. Um, and as I drove past that embassy while I was there, they pointed a machine gun at me. I was 
blonde, so I was obviously an American. And then I also later, when I worked with Nicaraguan refugees, I have had a machine gun pointed at me in Panama and in Nicaragua. So if you want to hear more about those, you can find it in the book. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that there's a chapter in the book that talks about there's some each there's some great chapters in the book. So uh, I also think I remember you saying something about you think that your book is great for psychologists, and why do you feel that? Well, it's really one of the the topics that I learned about in psychology is nature versus nurture, and that whole theory is you know, the difference of when how people are raised, whether it's in in their nature, like hereditary qualities, personality traits, versus nurture, which is how you are raised. And I think a perfect example of nature versus nurture is my son, Luke, who was taken from me, even though he was raised by the abusive man who abused me and then went on to abuse him while he was growing up in Iran. But yet his nature is very much like me. He's he's very loving and caring and considerate, and I, I just feel like those are qualities that he got from me. And there's a lot of other things. I, I talk about how I was such a shy, insecure girl. The book talks a little bit about how does a, someone get into an abusive relationship? Well, it had everything to do with me being shy and insecure, and ways that I overcame that, and so that's something that I think a psychology uh, student would be interested right. in, you know, things like that. Well, that that's great. Um, you went through so many experiences. So, what did you learn from all of these experiences, and what do you see going forward? Well. I, I would love, I really don't know where it's going to take me. Like I said, I retired, so I'm open, you know, my, my life is open for a new career. I, I want it to be, to have to do with the book, so I don't know where I'm going from here, but I'm trusting the universe that everything will work out. I do enjoy speaking, uh, motivational speaking. I really don't know where it's going to take me, but like I said, I'm open to what the universe brings to me. Um, so what did you learn from all these experiences? I would say that I have learned that I can overcome just about anything. Like I said, that's one of the things I want other people to take from the book too, was overcoming, you know, obstacles. I've learned so much about myself when I, when, when I was in recovery, I learned how to look inside myself and see what was affected in me, and that's something that is, I think, invaluable today. I try to share how people can do that in my book a little bit, to look inside yourself and understand why you act and react the way you do and and why different things affect us the way they do. Um, I learned how to step outside my comfort zone and, and take chances and, and trust the universe to take care of me. Those are good. Those are great things to learn. So tell people how they can get your book. The book is available on Amazon and it's also at Barnes and Noble. Now, if you go to the publisher, lulu.com, you can get a 10% discount. And if anyone is interested in getting a signed copy, uh, they can go to Papa's with Ponytails 
dot com and my email address is there, which is actually Papas with Ponytails at Gmail dot com. The the website I encourage people to go to if they want to learn more about the book before actually purchasing it because it has images and from the from my actual family. My my myself and my son who is uh stolen and then and now as well as pictures from Iran and my time in Costa Rica. So there's a lot of really great images there, but I also have an excerpt from every chapter on my website so people can go look at the website. Like again I said it's papaswithponytails.com and learn more about the book and and see if maybe they're intrigued enough to want to purchase the book and there are uh connections there on my website where they can purchase the book. But if you Google it or even uh, put Papa's with Ponytails in at Amazon, it comes right up. Um, so, and how do they get a hold of Go ahead, finish. Get a hold of me? Yeah, to how get a hold, get of, a hold me? of you if they would like you to speak or something? Well, I would love to speak for groups, whether it's about recovery or, uh, you know, having inspiration or what, whatever, anything to do with the book. I'd love to come and speak to people. You can email me at papaswithponytails at gmail.com. Okay, let's give them the website for the book again and your email again. We're down to about okay. eight minutes left. Awesome. So, again, the images and the excerpts are papaswithponytails.com that's the website and there are a lot of reviews there too I've gotten really good reviews so far on the book and you can email me personally at papaswithponytails at gmail.com and the papaswithponytails there's no uh, parentheses or anything else in there it's just it, it doesn't matter if it's capitalized or small print just papaswithponytails dot com for the website or papas with ponytails at gmail dot com to contact me personally. That's great. Well so let's uh leave the listeners with some last minute news. So what else would you like to say? We're down to about seven minutes. Well one of the things that people have said about my book is that you'll laugh, you'll cry, and you won't want to put it down until you've finished. Like I said, so far I've received great reviews, and I I worked hard to put – there is some sadness in it. There is some pain in it, but there's also laughter and joy. I, I have had a lot of prophetic dreams. I talk about a lot of my dreams. I've also had some ghost experiences, so there's ghost stories in my book. Uh, and if you've ever been to Costa Rica or wanted to go to Costa Rica, I have some wonderful descriptions of climate and foods and different things in Costa Rica because I absolutely loved my my time in Costa Rica. It's a beautiful country. Do you have plans and to write another? Do you have plans to write another book? My son, who was stolen, actually really wants to write his story from the time he was taken from me until his escape and his return from Iran. And he told me once, he says, Mom, I think I may need to get a ghostwriter. And I said, uh-uh, you don't need a ghostwriter, honey. you got your mama. I'll help you write that book. So that's our next goal is for him to write his story about what happened to him oh. from his point of view because he was abused and he went through a lot while he was there. And he was also very tall and very light 
skinned because of me, so he was treated like an American there a lot, and so he had a lot of prejudice against him while he was there, so he had a pretty rough time growing up. Yeah, and uh, what is he doing now with his life? Is he live near you, or where does he live? He he lives in Houston, and he's very successful. He when when he first moved to Houston, there is a a, a rather large Iranian uh, community there, and he actually met a lovely young girl whose father was Iranian and her mother was American, but her mother died when she was a a baby, and he sent her to be raised in Iran. And when she came back to the U.S. as a young adult, they met and they got married and they have a little boy. And so it's kind of neat how their relationship worked out. But, yes, he's in Houston right now. So I'll maybe come into the Houston area soon to do some speaking engagements. So if you're from that area, Uh, get a hold of me. Let me know if you you are because I know someone who has a magazine in the – she's in the Houston area. Maybe we can get uh, this story to her as well. Oh, that would be wonderful. That would be great. Yeah, my son's trying to get some things together there, so. Well, it's been wonderful having you on my show, Lori, and it's been wonderful having you speak for my NAFI network because you've just done an amazing job, uh, and and it was ama- amazing that you came up with so many great idols that were interesting to my members, and so we were thrilled to be able to have you come to California from Wyoming to be one of our speakers for 2020. Thank you. Thank so you. I'm- you know, I've heard. I was just gonna say, I've heard some people say that 2020 is a time for new vision, perfect vision. You know, so hopefully that well, everybody can fulfill their visions or find their visions in 2020. I think it is too, and I think you're gonna find great success with your book because you've done a great job on it. And I'm honored to have a copy, and uh, I can't wait to read the whole book. And um, and I've heard you speak, and you're a great speaker. So if anybody's looking for a speaker for their group or their corporation or their organization, be sure to give her a call. Leave, give them your website and contact number one more time before we close the show. Thank you, Robbie. I'm happy to do that again. Please go to papaswithponytails.com for the website and you can see reviews about the book. You can see excerpts from each chapter and you can see a lot of great photo, uh, photos on the website, papaswithponytails.com. It also has my personal email on the website, but I'm happy to give it to you again now. It's papaswithponytails at gmail.com. And I will well definitely answer within a day. Well, uh, have a wonderful stay in California, and thank you for making time to be on our Diva Strategies for Success show. And I wish you great success with your book. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, another speaking engagement you're doing for one of my networks coming up, and they're excited. So I will get a chance to see you again. And again, thank you. It's time for me to close the show. Well, thank you thank so you much, for- Robbie, for this opportunity. Thank you. You're welcome. And we'll talk again soon. I can't wait. <laughs>
is Robbie Motter, Diva Strategies for Success. Be sure to tune in next Thursday at 4 p.m. where we have another great guest. Her name is Lori Ropey, and she is an author and trainer and has an incredible story. So, So we will see you then again, Diva Strategies for Success, next Thursday, 4 p.m. Bye now.